your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Just a couple of uh, comments from uh, the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, very excited for the Texas Bowl. We could not have gone to the Cheesy Bowl. That from Dan in Dallas. All right. Yeah. Is, uh, Good for n- Dan. It's nice to meet Dan in Dallas. Uh week or so ago there in the uh, in the stands on the east side uh this the cotton bowl is still in new year's six bowl and in the cfp rotation great bowl tulane just had a great year shots fired by chuck ha ha yeah you're right i mean all those things are still accurate i just again i guess i'm just stuck in 1986 and still would like to uh Kind of have my New Year's Day the way that I'm accustomed to, or was accustomed to. Many of us were accustomed to. You're stuck in 1986. Well, maybe, maybe. So you're really not any better than the Rose Bowl that we've been making fun of. <laughs> I'm better than the Rose Bowl. You are. Yeah, I'm better than the Rose Bowl. <laughs> that's, okay. You should have told me that when I was making fun of the Rose Bowl last week. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I. Uh, I'm okay with that. It just it just struck me odd when I saw that last night. It's like, oh, who's in the Cotton Bowl? Tulane, Tulane, Ugh. Tulane. They barely have a football team. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, how about the Cowboys? Well, last... they did beat the Big Twelve champion, K State. Yeah, that was early on in the season. Was... I don't care. They did. I, I know. I know. It seemed like a fluke at the time. It's like <laughs> even K State was like, we lost to Tulane. How does how does that happen? I'm sure those people that left that stadium like Tulane. How do we lose to Tulane? They barely have a football program. Well, you get some blind squirrel every once in a while finds a nut. Right? Are you talking about the Kansas football season this year? <laughs> sure, that too. Yeah. No, I th- I think that, that people would say that as well. <laughs> some <laughs> blind squirrel on that as well. I mean, they're six and six. You know, that's that's a great year. That's like a hang a banner kind of year for them in football. There's no doubt. Uh, how about the Cowboys last night? They look like who will send more fans to their respective bowl game: Tulane to the Cotton Bowl or Kansas to the Liberty Bowl? Kansas well, the, to Liberty. Well, the 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 um, the Cotton Bowl is bigger. Okay, there's more seats there. That doesn't affect how many fans go. <laughs> right. Just I, I how many tickets are available. I think people from uh, Kansas City and Lawrence and the small little teeny tiny towns like Wellington and whatever will flock to Memphis. They'll they will they will descend upon Memphis like we did last year. <clears throat> I think it'll be I think it'll be a full house between mm-hmm. the Suey Pigs but of those Arkansas. folks don't go to the Kansas home games? No, they did they did this year. Okay. They did this year. Yeah. But that's fair. No, that's that's extremely fair. They won't drive the 40 minutes from Kansas City to go to Lawrence for a football game, but by God, they'll get on planes and trains and automobiles and go to and go to Memphis, right? So okay. they're front runners, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we get, I bet Tulane will be pretty excited. I bet there'll be a lot of Tulane fans at the Cotton Bowl. I just don't know how many. I wonder how many Tulane graduates will be there because there can't be that many Tulane graduates. What do you mean? What do you mean they can't be? Like they don't graduate people? Well, it's, it's, it's a, I don't know how big a school it is. It's, you know, is it about what, 16,000, 10,000? I don't know. 
<laughs> you act like it's Wayland Baptist. It could be. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a quick little. 14,472 See, there you this go. year. There you go. There you go. Can't be that many. So I was right. <laughs> can't, can't be, can't be. Can't be that many. Uh, this from the Yates Morning Center chat line. I wanted from Lucas. I don't know if this is our Lucas or a different Lucas. I wanted the cheese it bowl purely for the souvenir shirt. Uh, I'm excited. This this from the Yates Morning Center chat line. I'm excited about the Texas Bowl. I like the matchup. Playing Mississippi teams in back to back years is funny. Yeah, Mississippi State last I, year, Ole Miss this year. I do think Ole Miss is a good football team, mm-hmm. so it's somebody to get excited about, and it's mm-hmm. SEC, so that's that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. The school that is now Tulane, which had a couple of names beforehand, was mm-hmm. founded in 1847. Okay. So let's just say that they graduated people every year. Right. Uh, there could be an awful lot of Tulane graduates out there of varying ages. Okay. I'm curious if we have any Tulane graduate listeners this morning and if they're if they got their cars packed for uh, the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. So Green Wave Unite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Green Wave Unite and wave your flag this morning here on the morning drive. Be glad to salute it for you. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys looked like a looked like a real team in the fourth quarter last night, didn't they? I mean, they're <laughs> they the fourth quarter. They, uh, they outscored them 33 to nothing. I mean, the Colts were in the giving mood last night. They were uh, 54 to 19. Cowboys outscored them 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter. I don't have the number, but I, and I'll try to look it up. But man, I, I got to tell you, I'm going to guess that the Cowboys have never scored 33 points in the fourth quarter. I think that's probably a pretty safe bet. They played football a long time and been good a lot too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I bet you're right. And just the just the just the fact that they were able to do that. I mean they they went into the fourth as a little wonky. I mean they were they were playing pretty good. I don't necessarily I didn't necessarily feel like the game was in doubt. But I mean it was what twenty one to nineteen. Um, oh, I thought it was in fourth, doubt going into the fourth. Yeah, absolutely okay. was in doubt. Okay. Just I a two point game. You thought it was over. I didn't think it was over, but I mean, it's, I just felt like the Cowboys were going to win. I I felt like when Jeff Saturday and the Colts started chasing points with a two point conversion, I thought that was I thought that was a little early for that. Um, you know, the Cowboys. Um, it was a one point game. Yeah, the two point game would have put them in the lead. No, no, no would have tied, tied it. Would have tied, tied it. Yeah, would have tied it. This was with three forty three to go in the third quarter. Then the Cowboys. Cowboys come right back and they I think score. I'm with, I think I'm with you in that situation. I'm just take, I'm still taking the one at that point. Yeah, still not into the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I don't think that suddenly made me feel like well, they're chasing points. <laughs> this game's over. I said they're chasing it's points. I didn't feel like game. I didn't feel like it's over. But then the Cowboys come right back. Yes. and with 13:52 to go in the fourth, uh, they they go up by nine. And then you have the Malik Hooker fumble return. Then you have a Tony Pollard run. Then you have a Zeke Elliott run. So I mean, it uh, it was you know curtains pretty quickly in the fourth quarter for uh, for the old mm. bolts. You're tuned into the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. 
Right. Still play a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... <laughs> as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the 5th day of December 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire. One of my favorite things in sports dissolved today in 1943. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it, it's just the concept of it is, okay. it is why I like it. Uh, the NFL Philadelphia Eagles Pittsburgh Steelers merger dissolved. They merged together because they didn't have enough players to have a team because of World War II. So they the two cities came together, made a team to keep playing, and they didn't need to play anymore in that way because guys came back and they could field a team. So it dissolved today. I, teams doing the right thing so they can keep playing. I like it. Sad. 1956, 17-year-old British swimmer Judy Grinham and American Carlin Cohn both swim world record 112.9 in the women's 100-meter backstroke at the Melbourne Olympics. Hmm. Grinham is awarded the gold medal. Okay. Were they swimming downstream? I mean, two world records broken on the same run. That seems crazy. I don't know if they were swimming downstream. They were probably swimming in a pool. That would be my guess, so there's no stream. <laughs> But I was not at the Melbourne Games. So. Our humor today is really not working out well. That was supposed to be a joke, you know, <laughs> track. I mean, they keep track of wind there's right. wind they did or whatever. So. They could have right. had the Jets thought, pushing. There's a, a possibility. Sure. I thought maybe you swimmers did the same thing, but maybe not. Had the jet stream in the pool going. Oh, yeah, you know, a little nozzle there. <laughs> Or it comes out and you I guess they didn't have uh, your back. hundreds of a second on those stopwatches at the Melbourne Games, huh? Uh, probably not computer aided on the time right, touch either. Right, so, right. 1970 LA Rams Willie Easton sets an NFL record of 247 yards rushing. Three years later, Chicago Cubs Ron Santo becomes the first baseball player to invoke the 10 5 rule and veto his trade with the California Angels. 1978, free agent Pete Rose signs a four-year, $32 million contract with the Phillies, becoming the highest-paid baseball player. $32 million? $32 million, Four years. Wow. It's eight, uh, $8 million a year, isn't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> Arkansas. 1981, the 47th Heisman Trophy is awarded. Running back, Southern California, Marcus Allen. He was pretty good. He was really good. 1984, the A's trade Ricky Henderson to the Yankees for Jay Howell and Jose Rijo. How'd you feel about that trade? I was a fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. I liked Ricky Henderson. I really liked how he'd get underneath a fly ball and okay. snap his glove, and then he would snap it down and slap it against his waist and then pop the ball up in the air. Very, <laughs> I was a big fan of that. And Ricky Henderson's... One of the few players you'll ever see that throws left-handed and bats right-handed. It's just not something. You see it the opposite way. Yeah, you see it the opposite way, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Texas Tech had a guy here that did that pretty well. Played first base for him. Eric Gutierrez. He did that too? He did that too. Yeah. Did you ever ask him why? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you... I mean, when you hit with your... 
the opposite way. I mean, your power is coming from that. And so if he's, if he throws left handed, your power would be coming from your left hand, Mm -hmm. your left arm. I think that gives you more power. It's like golfers. And so that's why it's better to hit the opposite way. If you have the coordination to do it. It's like golfers. A lot of left, a lot of left-handed people play golf right-handed because their their left hand is the strong hand yeah. coming through. Right. I think mm-hmm. that's the re- one of the reasons for doing it. I sure do like the swing of a lefty better though. Yeah. It's just prettier. Mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety, Blue Jays trade future Hall of Fame Fred McGriff and Tony Fernandez to San Diego for Roberto Alomar and Joe Carter. That was a big trade. Big trade. And in 2008, former NFL star O.J. Simpson is sentenced to 33 years in prison for kidnapping and armed robbery. He's trying to get his own stuff back. Just <laughs> stupid. Just stupid. He gets gassed up at a pool party and uh, learns that his stuff's there. He's there for a wedding. The next thing you know, he's involved in some kind of armed robbery, and then he gets put in the hoose cow for several years it is nas- it is national comfort food day mm. Mm. and something that i fully support what's your comfort food jeff you know there's something about macaroni and cheese on a day that is just that it's just fun also uh, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich there's some comfort there so when i think of comfort food i think like if i'm not feeling well what do i want Oh, not feeling well? So I guess it's kind of different day. than comfort food. Yeah. When I'm, I'm thinking about if I'm feeling down. Ice yeah. cream. Ice cream's a good comfort food. Usually something that involves not good for you. That's usually where yeah, the comfort fair. food goes. Mm-hmm. There was a, there's a couple of play, couple of pizza huts here in town that used to do the all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, that's one, comfort food. One on, uh, one on 19th Street, 19th and University. It's no longer there. And then one on uh, 82nd Street in Indiana, it's no longer there. There'd be times when I would be like down in the dumps and I didn't want anybody to see me or find me or just, I just went and hid out for lunch for an hour and devoured, you know, 10, 15 pieces of pizza, whatever, whatever it took, made me feel better. It's good. It's also, it's a, it's a Mountain Dew for me. A Mountain Dew. Yeah. That's, I'm not feeling well. I'm like, just give me a Dew. That'll help. It's also repeal of Prohibition Day. Okay. So uh, go have a nice... Carry Nation got her way, I guess, huh? Yeah. Happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball player Corey Carr is 47. Oh, yeah. Christian Yelich, 31. Justin Smoke, 36. Notre Dame women's basketball coach Muffet McGraw is 66. Muffet? M-U-F-F-E-T. I think she's retired now. Did she and sit Jim- on a tuffet? Quite possibly, but she's got several national championships, so she can sit where she wants. And Jim Tressel is 70. On this day in 1945, uh, five U.S. Avenger torpedo bombers comprising Flight 19 take off from Fort Lauderdale Naval Air Station in Florida on a routine three-hour training mission. After completing their objective, Flight 19 was scheduled to uh, take them due east for an additional 67 miles, then turn north for 73, back to the air station after that, totaling 120 miles. If you know where this area is, that's the Bermuda Triangle, folks. Ooh. And they were never seen again. Oh, ouch. Mm. And that is this day in sports history. All right. We will uh, march forward. Lots to get into uh, today that we have not discussed, but we'll get there eventually. 
This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Taking everybody's thoughts about Texas Tech headed to the Texas Bowl. That'll be on Wednesday, December the 28th. Uh, Red Raiders will face Ole Miss in in this one. Uh, Red Raiders coming off of a 7-5 season and uh coming off of uh three straight wins to end the year everybody feeling really really good about things uh coach joey mcguire met with the media last night and this was his opening statement what he kind of felt like overview the bowl team etc 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 i actually just uh, truly landed uh from recruiting um and was fired up really excited got to play in the texas bowl and 2018, um, and they do an absolute phenomenal job. Um, so excited to play in that bowl. Uh, they treat the players right. It's a great atmosphere. Um, you know, I expect our fans, it's good that we're in Texas and playing in Houston. It's going to be good for recruiting, but it's also going to be really good for our fans. I mean, if uh, I'll be shocked if we don't sell out our ticket allotment and ask for more. And we should have a ton of Red Raiders and NRG and uh, we're going to play a great opponent so excited don't know a lot about them other than they've got a really good young running back and a a really good uh, older running back from North Shore and really good quarterback and got to uh, the only time I've seen them this year I got to watch them you know kind of in a turkey comatose on Thanksgiving in the egg bowl and that was kind of back and forth so uh, haven't got to sit down and watch them much but uh, really thank a lot of Lane Kiffin um you know, I think he's uh, his uh, humor and, and what he brings to college football is much needed. I think sometimes we take ourselves too serious, and he does a great job of, um, you know, really making light of a lot of things that should be making light of. And then offensively, I think he's one of the best minds in the country, and it seems like faced, we've faced a lot of those guys like that, and he, he's really good. So we're excited to play Ole Miss and be in Texas and be in the Texas Bowl. I thought the Lane Kiffin comment was very interesting. I heard you chuckle. Uh, and I was like, well, that's kind of, I never really heard Lane Kiffin referred to like that, that his humor is much needed. No, I liked it too. Yeah. I liked his comments. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I like Lane Kiffin is not, I mean, he's not afraid to kind of laugh at himself and mm-hmm. laugh at the powers that be in college football and just kind of make jokes about it. So I, I think, I, I thought Coach McGuire's comments were dead on and, I'm glad that others appreciate that. Um, so that's uh, that's his thought uh, specifically on the overview uh, of this. Here was here's what he said uh, a little bit later on with regard specifically to uh, Ole Miss. Tempo, tempo, tempo on offense. You know there are ten, eleven personnel, um, really, really good backs, um, and then defense. You know, uh, kind of an odd stack which we've seen a lot this year. Um, you know, physical group. Um, but, you know, at, at one point in the season, whether – and I don't know enough about them yet to where was it injury, what it was of, you know, why they, you know, ended up, you know, dropping some games. But I think at one point they were 7-0 and, and 
you know, a top ten team, and and they were you know flying around and and playing really well. That's the team they are. That's a team I expect to play in Houston. So we got to be ready to play, you know, a team like that. And and uh, I do, I do know their their young running backs are really really good. That's uh, Joey McGuire. What do you think they're saying in Oxford uh, this morning about the Red Raiders? How would you? classify if uh, if you were sitting in Oxford, you know, after you've done your hotty toddy yell for the day? I wouldn't bet there is I don't mean to say disrespectful, but I, I don't think they f- fear the opponent probably as much as Red Raider fans fear the opponent. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that fair to say? I mean, they were, they were ranked inside the top 10 this year. Yeah, We can never sniff the top 25, so. They, they, they might classify the end of their season as a uh, I'm sure that they would as a disappointment. No, that's great. I hope they do. I hope they stumble their way through both yeah. practices and show up um, hungover from the disappointment of of the end of the year. Don't, do you think I'm wrong on that? No, I I, I don't. Yeah, that that would be yeah. that would be that'd be my thought. They'd be like, oh man, man, whatever. We just we just got in. We're there. We're blah blah blah. Oh, sucks to be us, so to speak. But um, anyway. Um, they uh, they did not uh, they did not uh, crack the uh, the final top twenty five of uh, college football rankings. I'm just I'm scrolling through this real fast to make sure that I'm I'm wrong on this, but uh, I'm not. Uh, Mississippi State's at twenty two. Uh, Troy's in the top twenty five at twenty four. UTSA is in the top twenty five at number twenty five. Um, so no, uh, they they did not. All right, so that's a couple of comments that uh, Joey McGuire made. He did say, Jamie, that Tyler Shuck would be the t- starting quarterback and said that uh, he did say that Tyler Shuck has a decision to make and then said uh, probably at the, at the start of this year before the injury that he would have felt that Tyler Shuck would have come out and uh, and been into the, to the draft. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see kind of how this is, uh, is going to be. He said that... Uh, Baron Morton is still not uh, 100%. He cited uh, Shuck being the starting quarterback as the way that he played uh, since he's come back and uh, and the fact that uh, Baron Morton's still not 100%. He did not, nor was he asked about Donovan Smith. So um, he didn't say we're going to have packages for Donovan. That really wasn't the setting for that last night. He just made it clear that Tyler was going to be the starting quarterback and that Baron Morton was still uh, not uh, 100%. Yeah, I don't think that surprises anybody, right? Or maybe not the Baron part, but I mean the that Tyler's the starter. No, I'm not surprised that Tyler's the starter. I just don't. It just kind of. I guess it surprised me a little bit that Baron's not a hundred percent. But I don't know the severity of that ankle. He did say that he practiced last week, uh, threw the ball, but wasn't running around like would you would normally expect to to get ready for a game. Mm-hmm. The other thing that he said, and I thought this was pretty interesting is that uh, Sir Roderick Thompson uh, is ready to go, that all he had from uh, the Oklahoma game was a bone bruise that he ran and lifted last week, and if there had been a game, he'd have played. Okay. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, I guess I didn't realize that that injury was that to the point where they were wondering about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that's uh, that's kind of that's what he said about, uh, about Sir Roderick. So... Other than that, there wasn't any other kind of player notes. He did talk about the transfer portal a little bit. He he thinks it's a good opportunity for players. He's he's discussed ad nauseum about his philosophy of 
taking Texas players who want to come back, uh, of being of him wanting to build his team through high school and develop and but they would they would take the occasional transfer portal player. He did throw out a number. He said it's a scary number for players that go into the transfer portal. And I don't I don't know if this is the actual number, but he said there were like 19,000 players that entered the portal and like 7,000 that transferred. He said so there was a lot of players and he just said this that basically threw away their job by going into the transfer portal. That's fun. Now, how many you know, if that's an accurate note, because that's 12,000 players mm-hmm. that basically didn't have a spot to go. So, you know, if you're if you're disgruntled, you better probably got to make sure that you've got a place to go before you quit your job. It's like leaving early and heading to the draft. You better make sure somebody there wants you before you yeah. decide you're right. going to go. Right, <laughs> right. Do you, do you think Tyler Shuck would be, would be drafted if he if he left based on what you saw from him the last, you know, three games of the season and what you've observed of him? Uh, the measurables are there, so yeah, I bet he'd get drafted somewhere. You know, the question is, would he get? I to don't the, think it would be early to the right spot and to a place where he would be able to excel and have time to to grow, so to speak. It's anybody's guess, right? Or sure. would he be better off coming back and playing another year? I mean, I don't think he's going to step into a spot where he's a, he's a star in the NFL or anything like that. So, I yes, I I feel like Tyler Shuck would be better off coming back to college for another year. Okay. You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Mm-hmm. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Uh, 7.32 this morning here on the morning drive. Time for your question of the day. What? What did you think up for us over the weekend? Did you think about us over the weekend? Of course I did. Okay. Of course I did. Were good happy thoughts or were you like Extremely happy how thoughts. you can replace Jeff and I? Mm-hmm. You can't replace Jeff. You can easily replace me. No, how pleased and appreciative I am of <laughs> Jeff's hard work. Yes, absolutely. I thought about that. And then I um, thought about um, you being at the Lady Raider game yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. We talked about you at the Lady Raider game just briefly. Just for just a second. Just a second. The, Not in the broadcast, right? The phrase every time came up. Oh. I said our baseball friend Jamie Lynn. Yeah. Just like as our baseball friend Jamie Lynn would say, every time. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I, you owe me $5. Okay. <laughs> Royalty fee. Yes, yes, sir. Okay. So my question for you today involves mm-hmm. Big 12 Bowl games. Okay. I want to know what you think will be the most entertaining matchup, and I want you to tell me what you think has the potential to be the biggest blowout, where our team, our Big 12 team, gets to hand it to them. Oh. I guess, you know what, if you want to be positive and say where you think our Big 12 team will blow somebody up, you can do that too. Okay. um, I think it's funny that Baylor has to play at TCU's place for the Armed Forces Bowl against Air Force. I think that's funny. Um, 
I'd be really curious to see which team wants to be there between Oklahoma State and Wisconsin at the uh, Guaranteed Rate Bowl in I, Phoenix. That to me has the potential of the most boring. Yeah, because it just that's that's a decent question. Although maybe the Wisconsin guys are excited that they finished their season a little bit better than expected. Their quarterback's expected. so excited that he went into the transfer portal about Luke Fickle. He's super excited. He's super excited. Yeah. Um, I think. I think the KU Arkansas game has a chance to be entertaining. Although uh, I can I can certainly see that the Arkansas uh, group wanting to really put it on the Jayhawks for so many different reasons. I mean, there's a you know just the proximity between the two schools. The you got the redneck hillbillies versus the snobs. I think that the Woo Pig Suey will really get annoying to the KU people, and they they'll get drawn off sides. So I think that that has that has an interesting matchup there at the Liberty Bowl. Um, I think Florida State's going to boat race Oklahoma. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, I'm gonna say that Florida State is going to boat race Oklahoma, and then the second game that I think could really have a a not very top ten matchup look. It just depends on how interested Alabama is in being there. Is in the Sugar Bowl that Alabama could really put it on the Wildcats. Jeff? I kind of like all of these games in different regards. Like, it is in, it is funny that Baylor's having to play at TCU for, and, and take on Air Force. Well, just but be Baylor's careful. I mean, game. we weren't too far from doing the same thing, and Baylor put right. it on us this year, so um, like laughing at them. It's the, the... It's the irony. The irony of it. Yeah, yeah it's just the irony um, of it. Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, very much. Who wants to be there? I, I don't know that either of those two want, team wants to be that. That could that so many questions about that game. But I also think that if neither of them wants to be there, it could be an entertaining game. If both of them want to be there, it could be an entertaining game. Uh, Kansas is going to be is excited about any bowl game there. No doubt. Um, I don't know how Arkansas feels about playing Kansas, but Liberty Bowl's nothing to sneeze at. Mm-mm. I like Tech and Ole Miss. I think it could be a great game. Oklahoma's kind of a circle. I, I think Florida State's going to beat Oklahoma by a lot. I guess that's the upset. But I could also see that going the other way, too. If Oklahoma is, is as explosive as they have been at times during the year in the middle of games, if they can put it together for the bowl game. Washington-Texas feels like a close matchup. Kansas State, Alabama. I don't know that Alabama wants to be there. So give me Kansas State in that game right now. And then you've got the college football playoff, which could be the most lopsided with Michigan and TCU because I think Michigan's a much better football team. I, I, but it's also a college football playoff game. How can you not think that's going to be a fun game? I I like them all. I don't know that there's, a, there's necessarily a dud unless it's both teams being a dud. So I'll say the dud is Oklahoma, Florida State for being just the blog game. Most entertaining could be the college football playoff with TC in Michigan. I didn't know that my question was this difficult. <laughs> which what? game is going to be the best and we, which game is going we, to be a blowout? We, okay. We have a tendency think, to we have a tendency on these multi-part I, questions yeah, Jeff, to really complicate it. I don't think either one of you answered which game is going to be the best. <laughs> okay. My uh, blowout TCU, Michigan. is Michigan over TCU. Okay. That, that's my blowout. Okay. I think the best game is Texas and Washington. 
uh, two ranked teams. I think both teams will want to be there. I know Texas didn't want to play in the Alamo Bowl, but I think they'll be excited to play Washington. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a good atmosphere there. I mean, th- those are those are two quality teams. So I think that one uh, will be the best game. And again, I, I think Michigan will roll past TCU. You think Michigan will roll past TCU? Okay. So that that's my blowout. That's your blowout. And what is your dud again? That that was that was the question. Which one was going to be a blowout, and which one was going to be the best game? Okay. Okay. There was no. There's no dud. In those there. were something that you two brought up. We brought up duds. Just <laughs> we added duds I mean, to it. Again, you guys were asked to. I know. Answer a question. We complicated write, it. Write an essay, uh, and we, it has to be 500 words or more. Yeah. And I was just asked uh-huh. to answer a question, and I just answered it. Right. No. It's what we. If did. I had just said I don't know, I'd get accused of giving it a pass. So well, I was trying each to come one up of you an broke down every single game and yeah, just didn't right. answer the question. Yeah. Right. I say no. each one of you, both of you, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Both of us. I don't. I mean, I'm not mad at you. It's just, it's who we are. Yeah, kind of feels that way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which... I'm chuckling, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Our our differences are what. I'm. Us, I was. I, I won't say that it makes us work because I don't really know that this works. But <laughs> I'll just say this. I'm. I'm. I'm really. I'm bummed because I've always wanted to go to the Liberty Bowl and we were all set to go to the Liberty Bowl last year and I tested positive for the COVID and that blew us out. And uh and this year my schedule just doesn't work to go to the to the Liberty Bowl. And if I had my choice of going to a bowl game, I'd go I think I'd go to um I don't think I know I would go to the Texas Bowl over the Liberty Bowl this year. Because um, part of going to a bowl game is all the pomp and circumstance ahead of it. You got to have your fun at the bowl game before the bowl game in case your team loses. And um, I think there'd be a it'll be a hell of a lot of fun to be in Houston. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big Twelve football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, know. We, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank, and uh, you can participate there. Um, what, what do you think about Deion Sanders going to Colorado? I think it'll fail miserably. Okay. Yep. I mean, he is uh, awful, feels awful shirt of himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's an understatement, right? Yeah, I think so. Understatement I mean, of the morning? You just meeting Deion Sanders? No. I mean, he's no. your kind of people. No, he's not my kind of people. I, I, that's, that's not true. That's inaccurate. No, I think you're normally pretty sure of yourself. I'm sure of myself, but I'm not like I'm not like Coach Prime. I think he's on his own planet. It's probably fair. He's on his own. It's one hundred percent fair. You know, you've got to. I think you've got to have self confidence because if if you don't, then you know, and just get lost in the wash, so to speak. But you don't want to be too braggadocious, right? Don't want to be too out there. 
don't think I'm too out there. Do you think I'm way out there? I'm way out there by your standards, though. I know that. No, man, you're good. What? Well, humble brag. You know, I do this the best. Somebody wants to know why you think Dion will fail. I just, um, I think it's a different level that he's going to be coaching at now. Mm-hmm. I still think it's, I think it's going to be harder, harder for him. I don't think he's going to be able to out recruit all the other schools in the Pac-12 like he was in the, the swag. schools in the SWAC. Yeah, and so I just think, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good football mind or anything like that. Obviously. Was great, 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 great player. But um, yeah, I just think it's going to be more difficult in the recruiting trails there. Somebody says, "Have you seen the video of PJ does of Dion meeting with the team?" Yes, perfectly sums up Dion. Yeah, where he tells them, <clears throat> basically, "I'm bringing my own luggage. Y'all better hit the transfer portal." <laughs> why? Why is he allowing that to be? I mean, recorded in broadcast. I, I don't know. That that seems senseless. I don't know, man. That's that's just too much for me. Uh, Joey McGuire was asked last night about his quarterback, Tyler Shuck, in terms of does he expect Tyler Shuck to come back next season here as the head coach? You know, he's got a decision to make. I think it's uh, he's played really well. You know, I think at the start of the year, before he got hurt, he would tell you he'd declare for the draft. I mean, uh, every scout that we talk to, you know, feels like that he has a future on Sunday. And so um, if he comes out and plays well in this bowl game, does that make a decision where it's like, you know, I think I'm coming out, or does he come back, you know? And at the end of the day, uh, you, know, we're, you know, we've got some really good quarterbacks and, um, you know, you're, you're kind of sitting there going, I expect Tyler to be the starter uh, in the bowl game. Um, one, because he's played the way he's played. But then two, uh, Barron is still, you know, not 100%. And, and so, the, I mean, he, he took snaps last week. We practiced two, week, two practices last week with our young guys. Um, and we had him out there. I mean, all he did was throw. He didn't do anything else or hand the ball off. But, you know, he's still not 100%. And so... Um, I expect Tyler to be the starter there. And then he's got a decision to make, you know, and understanding no matter what the decision is. told you all a million times you can't be the toughest, hardest working, most competitive team in the country and then hand jobs out. You know, everything's earned around here. And, and so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes after the bowl game. So you asked Jeff a question this morning. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm – I don't think I'm – going to bother either one of you by talking about your conversation off the air you asked jeff if he was surprised that donovan smith's name was not brought up jeff said no not surprised with anything that's the first time i've heard that those comments from coach mcguire i mean way 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 maybe reading into this too much Mm mm-hmm but, but it you've feels heard... to me like every time a question came up about the quarterback and then he started talking about, well, he's definitely the starter, one, because, you know, he's played well, and two, because Barron's hurt. And then, you know, and then we'll see after the year, but we've got good quality quarterbacks around here. It's just surprising to me because it feels like all season long mm-hmm. there's been 
what's the term? I'm mean, lip, lip service for all three of the quarterbacks. He's mentioned them all in every any time yeah. that you if if you were going to ask him to talk good about one of them, he was going to make sure to talk good about all three of them. Yeah, no, that's fair. And Donovan Smith's name was not mentioned at all. Mm-mm. And, and so, and, what what does that make you think, or worry, or want? I mean, not worry, wonder. What does oh, it make you wonder? I guess, I, I guess the after the fact is, uh, since I was there, I feel like I should have asked about Donovan. But he was there to talk about the bowl game and the excitement. But he was asked about Tyler Shuck coming back, and then he's the one. Coach McGuire's the one that volunteered that. Tyler would be the starting quarterback and that Barron had practiced and that Barron is not going to start because he's not 100% yet. And then he he didn't bring up Donovan. Now, in fairness to him, he'd just gotten off a plane. He'd been in a meeting to talk about Ole Miss and the offense, all those all those things. I don't think there's any reason to be critical. I don't, I don't, so I don't need, I don't think you need to say in fairness to him. I, I, I mean, but what I, I was going to say, I, mean, to I don't though, think he did anything wrong. No, but I, but in but but in complete fairness to the whole thing is yes. Every time he talked about the quarterbacks, he talked about all three of them. And I was, I think I missed two Monday press conferences uh, this year. So I, I, and I was there for every away game or every home game, post game press conference. And so anytime that the quarterbacks were brought up. All three of them were discussed, with the exception of last night. So I, I guess I'm just going to say that makes me wonder, is Donovan already decided I'm, I'm just going to start trying to find my new home and not be there for the bowl game? It makes you, it makes you wonder. It makes me wonder. Yeah, I'm, I'm, wonder. Just gonna, I'm not going to no. put words in your mouth. It makes me wonder. No, I agree with you because that's why yeah. I brought – that's why as I got to thinking about that, um, you know, not necessarily last night, but this morning and just thinking about it and going – Man, he didn't talk about Donovan. Yeah. That doesn't seem it didn't seem odd to you, Jeff. And and you're you're fine to say no. Jeff's been at every one of these availabilities. We have heard so much about that room and all of it is contradictory. Not all I'm of it. I'm now expecting Donovan Smith to be your starter. Not all of it. <laughs> you can't say all of it. Like in the office, he has said it, Tyler's gonna be the starter this week <laughs> and he started. So yeah. you can't say all of it. Okay, it feels like how about Eighty percent of it, seventy percent of it. Well, I don't the, know what percentage of it, but I mean, and it's fine. Like it, it's fine. I'm not upset, but they could tell me that Sarajah Thompson's going to be your starting quarterback on for the bowl game. I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm just numb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm numb to the quarterback conversation. Okay, you might be numb to it, but he's not been. I don't think he's been contradictory. I don't think you can use that you, word. You think? All three guys are battling for the quarterback position. Oh, Tyler Chuck was head and shoulders above everybody. Oh, well, now we're going to have okay, now we got Bram, It's like we've heard it all. Oh, we heard about plenty that was contradictory. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, not that's, arguing with that. That's fair. Okay. That's that's a fair statement. Okay, that's fair. Um, I don't know. I I think it. Uh, you think there's something there? I don't know. It makes me wonder. Makes I'm just going to say that. Okay. And and this may be one of those times where we're. A, totally like out of bounds trying to look for too much mm-hmm. and that would also not shock me but it's just surprising that he has always mentioned all three yeah always mentioned all three and that he didn't mention him at all he he did not he didn't say i mean every other game is and we'll have packages where donovan will see plenty what did he say the last time on last time we heard from him after the game we're going to see Donovan Smith all over the field, right? All over the that? field. Yeah. No, he, every place but defense, basically. And then, and and we then, may still. 
and then that may be the case, but may, we, we may that's still. surprising that he didn't get mentioned. Yeah. I don't think it means that he doesn't like Donovan anymore, that he doesn't want to play Donovan, or he thinks Donovan's terrible. I don't think that. I think it. I wonder if it means Donovan has said, hey, I'm not going to play. I'm going to start trying to find my new home. I, I think that's a fair question. Yeah. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.